Welcome, listeners, to the What the Heck Was That show, a podcast where myself, Anna Elmore, and Crystal Zanders reflect on teaching writing online the semester that the world fell apart. In this podcast, we will come together to talk about how we came together and what we did. So let's get started. So Crystal, tell me, how did this project begin? Well, it was March of 2020. <laughs> and the world just stopped. Yeah. So for the, you were, we work at the University of Michigan, right? Um, and like we had just come off spring break and we came back and it was like Wednesday or so. And actually it was interesting because the students knew before we did <laughs> a lot of times the students were talking about how we were, um, how we were all gonna go home and we were all being sent home. And, um, come to, and then the, the announcement came through from the president. He gave us two days, Thursday, he said, Thursday and Friday, there's no class. And then on Monday, we're going to teach everything's going to be taught online. And everybody freaked out. Now, I had taught online before. Anna had taught online before. Um, so I was like, you know, we should get together. We should, we should do something for these folks who are freaking out. Um, <laughs> because, like, it's hard. It's not, and people make it seem like, like online pedagogy is the same as regular pedagogy. And it is not like there are different, there are like affordances and constraints, right? Like there's pluses and minuses. So we hosted a workshop for our colleagues. Actually it was pretty well. How many people came to that? It was quite a few. I feel like the Tisch lounge was full and then there were a bunch of people online as well. Yeah, we threw it together in a day, hosted it on that Friday. And then after that, um, then over the summer, we were involved in um, some anti-racist stuff. You should talk about that. Yeah, so, um, you know, after hosting that initial workshop, we ended up just kind of having like a weekly check-in with any, you know, any GSI that needed it. And so during the course of that, like, last half of the winter semester, we were just around, like, supporting the homies and helping them out. And Laura approached us and said, yo, can you help help with the training for the new GSIs? And so I think that's when Crystal and I really started to think about more broadly how, how do we orient new GSIs and like returning teachers to the online virtual space and do it in a way that was honoring our commitments to diversity, equity, justice, um, and anti-racism? Because that is one risk of moving online is that the relational component of teaching is really changed. And so as we were thinking about moving online, thinking about welcoming a new crew of GSIs into teaching, um, we had a chance to work in partnership with an awesome group of um, GSIs really committed to anti-racism and you know, equity-inspired pedagogy to really think about, okay, how do we do this in an online space? How do we actually kind of model this for a new group of GSIs? And how do we make their 
introduction to online teaching grounded in those principles. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking, um, I think first this summer's like, like group we're working group where we were talking about the anti-racism that was kind of an amazing experience um just being a part of that group and so if they're listening shout out to y'all y'all were great um love you like uh so i didn't necessarily expect it to go too much beyond that i was just really you know i feel really blessed that we were able to do more um and that we were able to kind of to be there you know for our fellow GSIs, and when I say GSIs, graduate student instructors, right, for the other folks who were teaching. And we were also, like, when Laura had us hired for the department, we were, um, we were also supporting faculty and the other instructors. It wasn't just the graduate students. Um, and again, the University of Michigan, they had very, very few online classes. And so there was like the fact that there was two of us who taught online before for the English department is kind of shocking because I don't think you could have found two other people in the same department. Right, it, it became immediately clear that the university was not prepared to set up all of its instructors to move online, which I think honestly like poses a serious ethical question about, you know, what is the purpose of the university? When we moved online, it was basically the encouragement was like, do what you're doing and just like try to make it work. And I know for me, I was really thinking about, you know, our students and the experience of our instructors and, um, and I don't know, Crystal, if you remember that, but I mean, we were getting like emails like every single day, different Google Docs being shared. There was like a Google Doc with like 5 million links to other Google Docs from institutions mm -hmm. all over the place. And I want to first celebrate that because the sharing, I had never seen anything like that before within the department. And I think there's something about that that we should hold on to that resource sharing the like sense of community and people trying to figure this out but it was seriously like standing in front of a, a fire hydrant and just having somebody open it up and that stuff just spray you in the face and barely stand up it was, <laughs> it was so much information and so, so i think that's that's what ultimately inspired like the components of the resource guide and so that's let's take a few minutes to kind of really um, share with our listeners kind of what what was this resource guide that we were charged to make um, and, and kind of how that fits into the bigger scope of the project. So we, we ended up creating a Google Doc um, that's about like 25 pages or something. Um, and it's organized into five sections to support any instructor in their management of online teaching. And so the five different areas um, are first, self-reflection, two, building community, three, alignment, four, setting up students for success, and then five, checking in and accountability. And, you know, Crystal and I were talking with friends and we were thinking about all of the like resources and best practices that we had learned over the years, you know, leading, facilitating, teaching um, and learning online. And ultimately it kind of came down to these overarching principles. And we were trying to think, how do we create a set of, um, of priorities 
that could help really anybody depending on their experience orient to the work in a way that centered students, centered relationships, um, and saw the online teaching move as a journey, one that's requiring constant self-reflection and constant accountability that, that really is grounded in, um, in our students. And, and I think by grounding in, it in student experience, it also meant that it had to be sustainable because we're all weathering so much trauma, uncertainty, precarity, um, literal movement, students were, didn't have housing, GSIs were like moving back to their homes. I mean, this, it, it was so, such, such a hard time. And so, yeah, these, these principles really guided the work um, and, and that and kind of texturized the nature of our support of GSIs through the fall. And we were hosting these, um, these things called teaching jams to keep tabs on, on our GSI crew. Crystal, tell us about those. Um, yeah, I think teaching gyms were probably one of the funner things I did this semester. Um, like we would just send out an email and it was 90s themed, which I, I kind of love just a little bit. Um, <laughs> send out an email, inviting folks to come and we would have our Zoom room and we would just come together and collaborate and have this space that, and, this, and the thing is, Right. One of the suggestions we had was for was for us to host virtual office hours. My issue with virtual office hours is that virtual office hours is like this. There's the student and then there's the teacher and the student comes with a question and the teacher comes with an answer. And it's not a collaborative space. Right. Our goal in creating these teaching gyms was to say that, hey, we are all in this together and this this is so crazy. How can we help each other? How can we as a community come together rather than, well, I I know the mm -hmm. answer. I am the online remote yes. teaching. Yes. <laughs> like whatever 80,000 words within our official titles. Um, like it was about us coming together and really like learning from each other. And I think that like in the beginning, the first one I think we did, like I never used Zoom before. And so we changed the, the um, host each, like, so all of us got to practice doing things in Zoom. And it was just, it was, I felt like it was like one of the best things. That yeah, we did. I, I love that. Um, it was the, the teaching jams, especially in the beginning, like in August and September, and maybe even through October, to be honest, um, we had this great group of like, there was like always like a few MFAs in, that came, some Langenlet people. We had some awesome lecturers, you know who you are, who really showed up for the group and was like ready to offer support and encouragement. And those those spaces were really cool and it was fun to see the way people were sharing their resources but also the spaces were such a hilarious time capsule so this is for like the future aliens that are listening to this podcast so during 2020 one of the most important survival spaces for black folks especially black women was this thing called verses on instagram where swiss beats <laughs> was setting up these spaces bringing together our favorite artists from like present and past to come together and duke it out on Instagram live. 
And we were doing a jam when one of the best verses happened between Brandy and Monica. It was so epic. It was so, so, so epic. And like Crystal and I, when we were talking about like, what do people need right now? We were like, people need to jam. Like literally we need to jam. We need to make music together. We need to just vibe together. And so for the archive, um, the jams, I think, really honored the the spirit of the pandemic in, in kind of a, a cool way by tapping into just like a 90s R&B vibe that got us through these times, through these hard times. Um, so, Crystal, let's um, let's end here with some some celebrations, um, some props some praise. Um, as we're thinking really kind of expansively and broadly about the project overall. Okay. Well, I would like to start with giving Laura all some props. Like in the beginning, I was like, like I am very like hesitant about new people and she was a stranger. Um, so I didn't know how this was gonna go, especially since like there was this whole how to fund these things and going through the red tape uh, with the university and coming up with the funding. And Laura All was there through it all, meeting after meeting after meeting. And she was like advocating for us. Um, and she hadn't been here that long. She'd only been here for like a couple of months when this whole thing happened. And so like definitely give her props for that. Yo, I just wanna, I'm literally doing a dance over here. Not a very cute one. Um, so I'm glad that this is a podcast and not a video. <laughs> Um, but yes, Laura all was an OG and she really came through and also I think really set us up, especially in the spring through the summer to create a resource that would actually be helpful to somebody, um, you know, outside of me, Crystal and my mind. Um, I also want to give props to all of our contributors, especially connected to the joint program in English and education. So when we first got started, um, we were a part of a few incredible email threads that were started by our peers and colleagues. What were one of them started by us? I don't even remember. Um, and we got so much great feedback. So, so many good resources just from our our colleagues, and these are these are practitioners who really value the classroom space. Um, and I, I'm not saying that they value it more than anybody else, but you know, they're, this is literally what they're studying. They're studying the art, the craft, the science of the writing classroom. And so, for them to be such rich um, contributors to our doc, I think that really means a lot. Definitely, definitely. Like I was thinking. Was it Ryan who sent out an email? I don't remember exactly what was in the email, but I remember being like, dude, this is amazing. <laughs> like, um, and I think that there was also a, yeah, I think that you're right. I think that the, I think that the resource sharing was, um, which I mean, it's not to say that we didn't share resources before, but there was a level of community, a level of like, we're all working together to get through this hard time. Um, that really um, upped the collaboration and the sharing and the collective growth rather than the individual, which I think is like really, really important. 
Um, but for my next prop, let's see. I would like to give props to Monet. Over during the orientation, um, Monet was one of the like hardest working folks that I actually it's like not just hardest but one of the folks who like like devotes her time and energy towards anti-racist efforts and making the world better and she does it with this like level of calm and positivity um and she has this way of like rephrasing things and making it sound real nice um, <laughs> that I really really admire and I think that um like working under her because I mean it was you too Anna you and you and Monet were working together on this thing but like being able to watch y'all work together uh was really inspiring for me I appreciate that Ooh, those were some just I mean those those times we really I think learned so much together in, in community. And, and so, and, and that reminds me of maybe the last prop that I'll give before I wrap us up. And that's to you, Crystal. You have been such an incredible source of light and consistency, positivity, truth, realness, rawness, and care during this entire season from the jump since we got the email from Schlissel I'm pretty sure it's on March 15th to today December 14th I have always been able to look at you as my rock as my bright spot and being able to be on this journey with you has been such a gift and I think that that um, is going to set us up for our conversation next week or maybe not next week on the next podcast <laughs> where we're, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're really going to be thinking about feedback and lessons learned. And just to be super explicit, we just shouted out um, two Black women in the EDWP project um, in JPEE who almost single-handedly stewarded new GSIs through this wild times um and you're to be committed for that too which by the way i noticed how you like <laughs> decided you was going in before we got to the how you was doing good part um you 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 i i felt love i i i felt the love i, I felt the love i felt the love but yeah it's there, there's something interesting here about equity and leadership and again why laura rocks because she helped make sure that we got the resources that BIPOC women got the resources that they needed in their leadership in the department. And there's some real possibilities for what that should and must look like in the future. So with that, Crystal, you got anything else to add before I wrap us up? No, that's it. Y'all are amazing. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here and hosting. And Anna, you're amazing like really really amazing y'all don't know her but she's amazing um, <laughs> you know you know you know oh uh, yeah yeah i look forward to the next episode yes all right so well that's it for the what the heck was that podcast this show this show was produced and recorded by crystal xander zoom we look forward to connecting with you on our next podcast toodaloo